talking about the things that matter most to you, Catholic Women Now. Welcome to Catholic Women Now. You're listening to Chris McGruder and back with my buddy, Julie Nelson. She's dancing, friends. You should see her dancing here. She's just back from the Camino and she's dancing as well as walking. Oh my gosh. I'm just, it's good to be back. It was a great experience. We're going to talk about it today on the show. And, uh, it, it was amazing. It was amazing. So yeah, I'm excited. The and, pictures. And, and I am glad to be back with you, Chris. And yeah. thank you to all the lovely women, your sister and Leslie, who filled in for me. I appreciate that so yeah. much. Yeah. And the, the pictures of you and Lynn, you look so joyful and relaxed. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It, you yeah. know, it was good for us. It was yeah. good for our marriage. Yeah. yeah. It was. Yay. It was. Amen. A lot of good things came Amen. from us. So. Well, should we start with the Hail Mary? Let's do that. Okay. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Chris, it's been an amazing May. I mean, I... I haven't talked to you. I just found out this morning you're going to be a grandma. <laughs> I am. That's actually part of my truth and beauty and goodness. Oh, I knew that. <laughs> well, it is great. And that was, you know, part of the reason I was gone to. I spent a week with my grandkids. And oh, my gosh, welcome to the grandma club. I know. Well, Julie, I kept telling everybody she's gone this month because she's going to be out on the East Coast being grandma. And all of a sudden I went, and she's going to be on the Camino. But I kept talking about you being a grandma. So friends, I did miss a couple weeks where she was on the Camino, but the last week I remembered, oh, yeah, she's on the Camino, I heard too. that. It's like, I've been gone a long time with those grandkids, Chris. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, it yeah. Well, matter. you're back, and that's that's the thing we're happy yeah. about. Well, so uh, welcome. Well, congratulations. Oh, wonderful. I can't wait. Thank you. you. I know. We did a little gender reveal last night, but I can't tell the listeners the gender until... The in-laws know, so uh, oh, yeah. I'll let you know next week, friends. <laughs> oh, wonderful. <laughs> but we're what excited. Is... We are excited, so thank That's you. That's great. Thank well, you. I have something completely different with truth and beauty and goodness, and I'm going in a way different direction. I'm going girly today, which, I, you know, we're talking girly things, I think, here. I just read this wonderful little article on Theology for the Home. They send out a, a daily newsletter, and they highlight different things. And this girl is just talking about bringing back the scarf, and how it's such a beautiful accessory. And so he's going through these photos that she was posting. And I just thought it's so simple. And it just adds such class to an outfit. Like if you just wear a plain sheath dress and you put on this beautiful scarf, how simple that is. Yes. And there's kind of like a metaphor for that for life too. You know, the simpler, the better, the, you know, just a touch of class. So I thought, you know what? I got all these scarves I saved from the 90s. I'm getting them out. I'm going to start wearing them. <laughs> hey, I have those too. And you know, yeah. you think they're going to come back. They do. They do. Those kinds of things That's, do. And those were, yeah. you know, they didn't take a lot of space up to store. So yeah, yes, that makes you scout. The one scarves. thing that I wish I would not have gotten rid of, though, is my pencil denim skirt from the 90s. <laughs> wish I can't find them anymore, or at least I can't find the one that I want. So oh, like, darn. Oh, I, I, gave, I gave away my velveteen overalls, and uh-huh. they're back in style now. Oh. Yeah. Overalls. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've seen the overalls, but not velveteens. So. No, so that's why I want them. You uh, know, that's right. Be different, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh, gosh. Well, today, friends, we are going to be talking with Julie about her walk on the Camino, how it affected her. Um, you know, first of all, what is the what is the Camino? What's the point of the Camino? What's a little bit of the history of it? And then what was hers and Lynn's experience? Yeah. Can't wait to hear yeah. all about it. Well, this is 
This has been a bucket list item for me for a while, and it wasn't so much for my husband, but I'll share a little more about his experience in a, in a few in, later in the show. But we went with a, some couples, uh-huh. and so that was nice to go with friends. Yeah. And um, the Camino, because a lot of people I found out don't really under, don't know about the yeah, Camino. Yeah, they don't know that it even exists, one. Right. But then also, what is it? Right. Well, it's it's been called the Camino de Santiago, or the Way of St. James. And it's... Um, in an important Christian pilgrimage in the Middle Ages. Sure. And the pilgrims walk the route in order to reduce the punishment of their sins. Oh. So it's all these different trails, and they lead to Santiago, Spain. Okay, now which James is it? James, James the Greater. Okay. It was the apostle, brother of John, okay. the sons of thunder. Sure. One of um, the ones that Jesus really entrusted so much to. Um, James, John, and Peter uh-huh. were with him in some of those moments of his life, like mm-hmm. in the agony in the garden and such. And so there's not a lot that's known about St. James the Greater, but um, his remains are in a crypt there at um, St. James in uh, Santiago, Spain. Okay. So in the Middle Ages, they've discovered his um, his uh, burial site. Um, he actually went to Spain and Portugal um, to do evangelization um, after Jesus died. And uh, an interesting thing is that he met a lot of resistance, was not having much success, conversion. I mean, I think we all can relate that to that in some de- degree of our life and yeah. ministry. And he was getting really discouraged, and the Blessed Mother appeared to her, to, to him. him, to him. Okay. And she was sitting on a pillar when he, she appeared. And what's really remarkable about this, and this is one of those little-known facts about our church that's kind of fun, yeah. is that um, it was the first recorded apparition of the Blessed Mother, and it happened while she was still alive. So personally, I'm thinking that's probably like a by location. I was just going to ask by location. That I've never heard it said that, right? But it sure sounds like it. Yes. Yeah. Well, if she appeared to him and she was alive, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So she encouraged him and asked that he built this church, and he did. And it's Our Lady of the Pillar. It's not in Santiago. It's in eastern Spain. But in the end, he went back to Jerusalem or back to the Holy Land and was persecuted by Herod and died. So the legend has it that his two disciples took his remains, got on a boat that did not have a rudder, and just asked God to, to guide them to where he, they needed to go with his remains. They, took, they landed on shore of Spain now, and they buried him. And then in the 9th century or 10th century, they found his remains, and then they built the Santiago um, okay. um, Cathedral of St. James. Okay. And then from there, people started making pilgrimages to St. James in the Middle Ages. And it's actually trails that the Romans used for um, commerce as well. So when we walked the trail, everyone's, I saw uh, a, 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 one of the stones that had a rut in it from the wagon wheels of the Romans. Oh, wow. Yeah, you'll see those every so often if you're looking for them. So, That's cool. So it's, it's kind of neat to think about, you know, all the pilgrims that have walked that trail before me. Yes. In in those hard times of the Middle Ages when it took, you know, many days to do that. Yes. And they stayed in what they called hospitals along the way. Now there's hostels that people uh-huh. can stay in along yeah. the way. Wow. Yeah. The history of that's just really amazing. I bet you can feel the people before you as you're walking that You can. Bit. You can. Yes. Yes, yeah. you can. And uh, um, Jean, I have to look up the saint. There was a saint of the day while we were gone and Jean Till sent me this saint of the day that was... Um, I'll have to look it up and share with the fr- our friends here in the next segment. So she was sending you the saint of the day while you were gone. This particular one, because um, it was, her name is St. Bona, uh-huh. and she led 10 pilgrimages to San- uh, Santiago during the Middle Ages, and she's okay. patron saint of pilgrims. So, 
Oh, cool. Yeah. So that wow. happened as well, too. So, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. so much more. I, I love, love to share more of our experience. Yeah, because yeah. I also want to know there's something called a Campostella, and I don't know what yeah. that is. So, friends, when we come back, we're going to learn a little bit more, more about the Cam- Camino. I was going to say the Campostella, the Campostella and the Camino. And we're going to hear more about um, the adventures that Julie and Lynn and her friends had while we. Um, while they were there. So stay tuned. You're listening to Iowa Catholic Radio Network, and this is Catholic Women Now. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from the Society of St. Vincent de Paul. As the weather changes in central Iowa from fall to winter, so do the needs in our community. St. Vincent de Paul experiences a nearly 50% increase in need for food and clothing. You can help make a difference with a financial gift or donation of turkeys and hams to their food pantry. Consider volunteering at one of three locations in the Des Moines area or by joining a conference at your local Catholic parish. This season, count your blessings and discover how you can bless others. Learn more at svdpdsm.org. Join Iowa Catholic Radio and Pulse Life Advocates on the West Steps outside of the Iowa State Capitol on Saturday, June 24th at 1 p.m. for the Iowa March for Life. Hear from legislators and pro-life leaders, as well as a march around the Capitol and Supreme Court buildings with pro-life advocates from across the state. This is an opportunity to proclaim the value of all human life and advocate for the protection of life in our law. Learn more at iowacatholicradio.com. The Iowa March for Life, Saturday, June 24th, 1 p.m. at the Iowa State Capitol. Welcome back to Catholic Women Now with Chris Magruder and Julie Nelson. And Julie Nelson is back from the Camino. And I was going to ask her friends, what is the Compostela? Because I've heard of that. Don't quite know what that is on the Camino, but tell us what is that? It's just simply a certificate verifying that the pilgrim, that's what the walkers are called, had made the journey and earned a plenary indulgence. So you okay, have to that's walk. awesome. So you have to walk the last, uh, I believe, 100 kilometers is what it is is to get um, a plenary indulgence. And then um, this was given to pilgrims way back from the Middle Ages. So it's a tradition that's been in part of, part of the Camino for hundreds of years. Wow. And they also would give them a seashell. Seashells are very common along the coast there of Spain. And so they'd give them a seashell. But the seashell has so much Christian uh, uh, connection. Symbolism to, yeah, with the you, baptism, baptism and everything. And for like um, on the Camino too, if you hold the seashell, the scallop seashell uh-huh. on its side and the scallops all come to the middle, it's like the trails all coming together because there are several trails, um, ways you can do the Camino. Trails leading to God, trails like the trails yes. from the Camino. There's yes. lots of trails. So, and, and just, I do need to back, or I want to back up for our listeners, for those who don't know what a plenary indulgence yes. is. So a plenary indulgence is basically saying if you die tomorrow, um, all of the all of the um, deserved punishment basically would be removed and you would go straight to heaven. No need to go to purgatory, right. essentially. Right. right. So you got one of those. Right. With, with this. OK. okay that's so amazing. part of this plenary indulgence was to pray at this tomb of St. James there. Yes. In so there's different requirements yes. for different um, yeah. ways. But to it, get it was still pray for the Pope, go to uh-huh. confession. Yes. Those, those basic go things. Mass. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so we did get that. So it's kind of neat to see that tradition continue on. So, yeah. yeah. So we got a little certificate in Latin. Our names are written in Latin on it. And uh, how do you say Julian Latin? Uh, Julian. So how, Julian is oh. how they put it on there. Oh, yeah. very cool. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really cool. It was really neat. So, and- some of the some of the things now on your Facebook, I noticed you guys were at that place where there's the large incenser, if that's what it's called. Um, the Buddha Mephero. Yes. Yes. And if anybody's seen the movie The Way with uh, Martin Sheen, it's at the end of the movie they do that. And it takes eight men and it's um, it looks like a, a 
oversized Thurber, uh-huh. kind of. So it, the what, where the incense comes from, right? When we see that, so they in fill it with incense, and it takes, and it's on this big pulley system that they lower from the top of the cathedral. And um, there's eight men, and they pull on the rope, so they sw- to get the the um, Buddha marrow to swing back and forth, and it it goes a How long way. It? it weighs about seventy pounds, and okay. it can go up to seventy five miles per hour. Whoa! Wow! Yeah! Yeah! Cool. Yeah! Yeah. It doesn't. It didn't look that big. No. in your pictures on Facebook. Well, when wow. we got there and they lowered it, we're like. It was bigger in the movie, but it wasn't. I looked it up, and it was the same size as okay. it was when the movie was filmed. So, <laughs> unless Hollywood did something uh, with they, it, but, they yeah. probably had to yeah. emphasize it yeah, somehow. And, yeah, and at the end of the, you know, at the mass on Sunday, it was actually Pentecost Sunday, which was really kind of we didn't even realize that when we planned the trip. Wow! Uh, you get a pilgrim's blessing from the priest, uh-huh. and then afterwards we walked around um, the outside of the church and looked at all the different side altars, and they were offering confession. Okay. So um, that's how we got our, our plenary indulgence. So, wow. Yeah, in, um, in English. But I, I, um, someone asked me why we went on this, and I, I really don't know if I had a definite why. Yeah. I just felt like God was calling me to uh-huh. do this, and uh-huh. it was something I always wanted to do. You know me, I like those challenges, yeah. you know. And um, you got the exercise, you got the physical part of it, yeah. and then the spiritual part of it. And yes. I'm sure that came together. It did. And you know, the Camino changes you. And and I we met a couple where um, from the U.S. that we would run into, like you'd see them one day, and then a couple of days later, you'd be staying at the same place. Yes. You know, and they had walked it last year and did the 30 day. Yes. And this time they 30 were... days of walking. Wait, now how many miles generally does a person walk in a day? It like varies. That? We walked between eight and 15 miles a day. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Need some good shoes. Yeah. And Band-aids. walking sticks. Yeah. I got my blisters. So I was initiated. Wow. Got blisters, but, um, and that's all part of the journey, right? Uh-huh. It's all part of the journey. And it was beautiful because these people that we met said that, um, they that they walked it for the physical, but they realized the spiritual at the end of it. So they came back and did a two week one this time. Wow. We did Camino Light. We did one week. We went from Vigo uh, to Vigo, Portugal to Vigo, Spain to Santiago. Okay, now back up. Camino Light, friends. That's what she said. Camino Light. You yes. said that so fast. I want to make sure that they heard that. Well, we so just... one week is considered a light. Well, it is in my book, yeah. Light walk. Yeah. Okay. But you know, there is the French route, which is the most uh, difficult one. And we talked, because go, it goes over the Pyrenees Mountains. Oh. And we t- ran into a pilgrim at one of our hotels who did that. He was from Wisconsin. And he just finished that one. And he said they walked through snowstorms. Oh, wow. I know. It, it, yeah. It's, wow. That is very challenging. So the goal of the Camino is to get to... Santiago, Santiago, Spain. Okay, and yeah. everybody originally that did this year, you know, in the Middle Ages, they were going there because miracles were happening there. Where Saint well, James was. Well, I assume there was. There, were, yes. I haven't read any recorded, but yeah. to 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 make a pilgrimage and to pray at the tomb of Saint James, and I will tell you, the first day was tough. I was very emotionally exhausted. Yes, it wasn't the physical. And then the second day, I woke up and we started our walk, and it was a fifteen mile walk. I think that day. And I remember starting out and thinking, I can't turn back. I felt like this. There's no. <laughs> I'm th- stuck. <laughs> I'm stuck. I, I, it's going forward. There's no turning back. I made this commitment, and this is. And I started thinking about Mary, the Blessed Mother, how she made that fiat. Yes. And she couldn't go back. It's like, oh my gosh, what did I say yes to? Yeah. And I'm thinking, I got four more days of this, and I'm getting a <laughs> blister. And this is. 
this is not the, the novelty is worn off. Oh, the novelty is worn off. The fun of it, like oh, the excitement had worn off, and, and it, that was a long day. And I was hot and tired at the end of the day. And my husband and I had our first. I had my first meltdown with my husband that day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but it was very beautiful because. The the walk took us to very shaded areas, and then we would go up and climb a hill. And it's kind of like Mary walking to Ein Kerem because she would she would either walk along the coast and then she would go up along the mountainous areas of of the Holy Land. And um, she walked eighty three days total over the course of that time. And, and, and I thought she, about and her. Ju- Julie's referring to when Mary went to visit Elizabeth. That's in right. Yeah. Just the just visitation. Yeah, yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for that clarification. Yeah. And so I just thought about Mary pregnant, walking that with other people, like we were walking with other pilgrims, yes. walking that and how that had to bend for her. So that was really kind of a powerful thing. And, and, and praying the, the mysteries, the joyful mysteries on that Monday. Did you ever her. get to a point where you were like, oh, you know what, Julie, I'll ask you this in the next segment. But I do want to know, did you ever get to a point where it was like, I'm done, I'm quitting. So if we... Oh, yeah. I, I wanna, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, friends, you're listening to Catholic Women Now on Iowa Catholic Radio Network. We're talking to Julie about her walk on the Camino. And when you stay tuned, you're going to get to... Hear what happened when she was ready to give up at one point. <laughs> God bless you, Julie. This is a Young Catholic Minute. How far is too far? Ask yourself, will I wish that my future wife had gone further with other men? Or instead, that they had respected her dignity? You see, how far is too far usually means, how much can I use this woman without going too far? Um, any use is too far. It shows that you don't care about giving love at all but just taking physical pleasure. Now, obviously, God intends the gift of love to be accompanied with physical pleasure, whether it's holding your bride's hand or something far more intimate. But first, it has to be a gift of love. And what does that mean? St. Paul knows, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to sanctify her. And how did Christ do that? By sacrificing everything and enduring death on a cross. So, if you give your whole life to your bride, that's called marriage, with all the joy and sacrifice that entails then that pleasure will truly come from the love it signifies. For more, go to youngcatholicminute.com. Welcome back to Catholic Women Now. We're talking to Julie Nelson about her walk on the Camino. And before the break, I was asking her, I said, was there ever a time where you felt like you just wanted to give up, like you couldn't go any further? And so what happened, Julie? Did you have one of those moments? I will say leading up to that point, each day was a day of surrendering, a little bit more myself you know, letting go and allowing God to do what he could do for me physically and emotionally to make this walk. So it was the fourth day and it was the longest walk. It was the day that we walked the longest miles. And we, you don't, we weren't walking together because it's just easier to walk at your own pace. So Lynn and I are walking ahead and it was just the two of us and it was getting to be time for lunch. And we stopped and would eat at different, you know, little towns. Well, we got to this town. It was like the perfect time to stop. And Lingo, my husband wanted to keep going to beat the heat. And we were could see the next town that we were staying at in the distance. I'm like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. All right, we'll go. And I no more got outside of that town when I started my hit the wall. And I started going really slow. And I think my husband thought I was being a little pouty about it because we didn't <laughs> eat. And um, we get to the next town. There's nothing there to eat. There's no places to go to sit uh-huh. down and eat. So I ate peanut butter and crackers and I was almost out of water. And 
we had two more miles to go to get to our place. And so we started walking off and I was like, I cannot do this, God. And I started to grumble. I started to complain. And God just said to me, Julie, you you wanted a, 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 a sacrifice that you could be tangible. This is the sacrifice I'm giving you to go without food and trust on me. So God showed me that while I could, he showed me I could do it physically and what he wanted to do within me spiritually as, as a, you know, as that outward sign of what he could do in inward with me. So I, I said, okay, Lord, I'm offering this up for all the prayer intentions. And so every step I take my left foot step, praise step, right foot, sacrifice step. So you're going to praise and sacrifice, sacrifice, praise praise left foot, sacrifice right foot (laughs) all the way for two miles, which really got me through it. And then when I got there, I was like, oh, my gosh, you did it, Lord. You did it because I there's no way I could have done that on peanut butter and crackers. (laughs) And then you think of Jesus's walk. Yes. You reunite your sufferings united with his walk on into Calvary. And the Camino provides, and I saw that a lot in my companions, how the Camino provides. And one of the ways I saw it for myself was I was walking along and I was trying to get all the shade I could. So there was this wall and I was walking in the in the shadow of the wall. And this person comes up to me and goes, oh, trying to stay cool. Are you hot? And I said, yes. And he goes, drink lots of water. And he goes, you want some water? I mean, perfect stranger just offered oh. me water. And my a traveling companion had that happen too. She... Um, one day she was struggling walking and stuff. And this lady just comes up from England, loved her accent. And she just comes up behind her and starts praying the Hail Mary with her. Wow. And, and then two days later, same thing happened. And this woman is showing up again. The same woman? Yeah. Wow. She, we meet up again. Just right when, the, when your yeah. friend needed more support. And I'm praying the Hail Mary with her. And wow. then they found each other at the mass on Sunday. Oh. Yeah. It, wow. That's the community. You know what? It sounds like you kind of begin to understand what heaven will be like when everybody's a brother and sister in Christ, when yes. you love everybody the way you love your brothers, your actual brothers and it's sisters It's the unity. Here. There's something about the unity on that mm. trail. And then seeing wow. people praying the rosary yeah. along the way. It was just very, very beautiful. And just the Camino provides, and the Camino is not about the miles. It's not about, you know, I conquered 85 miles in a week. The Camino is in your heart. Yeah. And everybody has their own Camino. Um, like the couple we met, they didn't, that when they walked the 30 day, they didn't walk every day, the full thing. They would look at it and then they'd start, if it was a really steep train, they would take a cab and just start where they could. It's your own Camino and God changes your heart and all that. And, and he's, he can surprise you, it seems. Mm-hmm. Wow. And my husband went very skeptical. He went because we went with friends. And uh, he said, oh, peer pressure. Yes. What peer pressure can yes, do? Yes, it works for guys, too. It works for guys. It works for our men. It and, works for people beyond the teens. Yes, <laughs> yes. And he was pleasantly surprised, and he's glad he did it. And he said, you know, it was good for our marriage. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. So what did you leave at the Camino? I know they say you leave things at the Camino and you take things home. And that was my why. Yeah. So what I left on the Camino was more detaching. And it wasn't from materialism. It was just other little, like, you know, a behavior or like um, um, uh, uh, habits, habits kind of things. Detach more from that. I mean, I thought I had detached a lot. And maybe I have, but there was always more, right? And then I took away um, a lot of peace. And um, this happened on my trip to Haiti when I did the mission trip. 
to slow down. Yeah. To slow down and yes. just take some moments with God, more moments with well, God. Well, I can tell you that several people in our friendship group saw the peace on yours and Lynn's faces in your pictures. There was just so much calm and authentic joy that you could see in the pictures. And we all could see it. And it's so interesting because I was not necessarily had my finger on that. I, that whole thing that I was feeling joy and peace. Uh It just was there. And I didn't realize it until, yeah, I saw these comments and like, and I, so then I went back in and zoomed in on it, like our faces and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, what it, so it always takes, it's good to have friends, right? Yeah. What a beautiful journey. And it sounds like you had not just friends, but brothers and sisters in Christ on the trail. So we that's did. another beautiful we did. And the fun well. thing too, is we made a side stop to Fatima while we were over there. Oh, uh, we got to see the procession. And I, I was really impressed with how many people still go to Fatima after all these years. And I've been to Medjugorje, as we've talked about, we've been there. Medjugorje and Medjugorje is the fulfillment of Fatima. The message is at Medjugorje. And I just felt like this arc had been made. Wow. You know, this arc from crossed Fatima, the bridge, crossed the bridge uh-huh. into this arc. And wow. it was, it was beautiful as well too. Wow. And we got to meet, um, St. Jacinta's niece. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Very, yeah. Oh yeah. gosh. All those cool little gifts that you get along the way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. God is good. Yeah. God is so very good and generous. Well, should we close in a prayer here? Let's do that. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Oh, Lord, you are so good to walk with us on our journeys, those that are obvious like Camino, and just in our daily lives. I ask, Lord God, that you send your Holy Spirit to guide us, surround us with your powerful angels, us, all of our listeners and their families, Lord, that we might stay on the path that leads to you. When we need it to be more clear, Lord God, light up the next step for us. And we thank you, Lord God, for how you take care of us and chase us down and bring us back to you. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now go do impossible things with God. Today's Catholic Women. On the voice for Catholic Women Now. Iowa Catholic Radio. Do impossible things you do.